This is the Maker's Garage, presented by Carbide 3D. I see you're in a Live Edge studio, looking nice, That's right. looking good. Thank you. That the, the punch ornament back there, what's going on with that thing? That's my virtual fist bump, man. <laughs> I like one that. Of my, one of my viewers sent me that. It's actually a Christmas ornament, and he scrolls, yeah. so I'll cut it, you know. Uh, we got, I think that's on, I don't remember where that's at. It's on the website or something. Anyway, I yeah. do the virtual fist bump at the end of all my videos. So that's kind yeah. of the thing. Nice that he uh, he scroll saw cut it for you. That's the end of scroll yeah. sawing for you. Scroll sawing days yeah. are behind you. Check that out, man. I, somebody scroll sawed a picture of my wife and I. There, Dang. So. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. People are yeah. challenging. They are. They are. You just very, very that you go. Very generous. Yeah. All right, let's get started here. Uh, 731 Woodworks, former firefighter, former state trooper, current family man, and full-time content creator. Only one half of 731 Woodworks. Matt Outlaw, welcome to Maker's Garage Podcast. Thank you, man. How does an outlaw become a lawman? How does that even work? <laughs> I don't know. God's calling me that way, I guess. It was, uh, it, I got a lot of ribbon for it, obviously, but I also yeah. went to a troop school with a guy named Turnip Seed, so it was kind of turnip seed yep took the pressure I off of him i feel a little bad for that guy growing up you know you're from arkansas if your name's turnip seed <laughs> <laughs> so you start getting into woodworking for a little bit of extra money where do you get your ideas from or, or first why woodworking at all why was that the choice when you needed a little extra money man i was just sitting around the house one day and on youtube and, and saw jay bates i don't even know how it come up i don't know why i was searching for it. i don't even, i don't even know why i was there but anyway i Jay Bates outdoor chairs. I watched him build them. I'm like, I can make those. And I uh, went and got some two before it had a borrowed a skill saw and a, or a circular saw and some drills and went to work. And I guess the rest is history. Started making stuff and selling it. Uh, that set sold within a day or two of me posting it and then made another set. Then I started getting people asking me, Hey, can you make this? Can you make this? I didn't know if I could, but I was like, yeah, I would probably do it. And uh, I say started. yes first. That's right figure it out later yeah what did you like about woodworking something you is something anybody in your family had done before you had any touch with before you just kind of jumped in well i worked construction right out of high school and okay. we did some small carpentry prop but mostly it was like framing like buildings and things like or concrete framing stuff like that it was rough construction and so i had a little of that background and my dad we always we grew up on a farm so you know if it if it needed fixed we fixed it but it was just I just like building things. I like, I don't like really getting into where I'm building the same thing over and over, but I like mm -hmm. building. I just like the challenge of building something new. Yeah, we talk a lot about design and building things new and, and kind of getting over that hump to start creating stuff here on the podcast. And what were some of the negative thoughts in your head when you started down this woodworking adventure at the very beginning and how was, you kind of overcome those? You know, it's, I think it's typical with a lot of people. You're like, I can't do it. You know, I, that I can't do that with the tools I have, or, you know, I don't have the space or I don't have the, you know, the right stuff, but you know, my wife is one of the most encouraging people in my life. And she'll, she'll, I'll, I'll get a picture from somebody. Usually, you know, they'll come off Pinterest and they'll say, can you make this? And I'll show my wife, I'm like, I can't do that. And she's like, yes, you can. You made such and such, you know? And so I was like, okay, I'll try it. And so just getting, I think a lot of times it's just that, that, um, the step between action and inaction kind of thing. You just, you just got to take that step, put yourself out there. Worst thing is going to happen, Lord willing, if you don't hurt yourself, worst thing is going to happen with the wood is you just have to go 
remake it. I mean, you, it's just wood. It's like my wife, she, her famous saying is, is it's made out of wood. You know, it's not made out of stone. It's made out of wood. So it's just, you can just remake it. Where'd you find your customers? A lot of people struggled and said they can't find customers or aren't able to get people to buy things or it, but it so, seems like you discovered what I discovered right away that once people know you can make things, they're all in. Yep. So the first thing I ever made was the JBX chairs. I put those on the Facebook marketplace and within a couple of days, I know that's changed a little. I think Facebook's probably retweaked their algorithms and stuff, but I've heard a lot of people have success with actually boosting that post with the $3 boost, $4 boost, and they'll actually get a little extra uh, eyes on your product, which is your main thing. But the main thing is you have to stage it. You can't just post a picture of something in your shop. It needs to be staged like, in my experience, is actually it's actually in use. And my wife is excellent at that. She'll put you know, pictures or decorations on it. If it's like an end table or a coffee table, we'll actually put it in our house and take pictures of that so that people can see it's in use. If it's just a table on your workbench, then people are going to be like, hmm. It's just, it looks like it's in a garage. So they're, they're not as interested, but if you can draw that eye, draw that attention, it, it helps it a lot. So you mentioned her a couple of times. What is uh, Mrs. 731's skill set? What does Amy bring into the whole equation here? She, uh, for one, she's awesome and supporting me and, and encouraging, but she is like extremely talented with design. Just uh, decorating and design is where she comes in. Like she, she just has an eye for that stuff. Is she helping out with the website? Because you have a pretty comprehensive presence when it comes to website, YouTube, a bunch of different places. She doesn't, she doesn't, or she teaches full time. So she doesn't do any of that, but she helps out on like the Facebook community we have mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, Instagram, stuff like that. She, she dives in. Of course, she does the live show with me and helps answer questions and, and do that with us. So you recently acquired a Shape Oco and started down kind of a CNC road for the first yeah. time, right? What, right. what were your thoughts when all those boxes arrived? <laughs> I was like, oh, no. But when I started open, I was like, oh, they got them labeled step one, step two, step three. So that made it really easy. Like, it was surprisingly easy to put together. There was a couple of things that I, I was like, uh, it wasn't really, I didn't find it very clear. But I, like, done a real quick Google search, and it was, like, on y'all's website or forums or something. It was, it answered the question. I don't even remember what it was. It was really easy. Uh, the one thing I did do was cross the X and Y wires. No, the X and Z wires. I remember that video. Yep. And I was like, it just kept hitting. I was like, what is it doing? Why is it doing this? I knew it was something I did. It took me two and a half hours to figure out. I just, it, they're clearly labeled. Just unplug and replug. And then, <laughs> then it right, right on. Okay. So you get the thing together. You run the test. What's the first thing you wanted to make? Even before it was together, what were you thinking about making? So we're thinking about making like signs and things like that. That's kind of the you know, the carved signs type thing. And so that's kind of my idea was I can make some of those and at the figure they would be fairly easy. And of course we, I bought a file on Etsy. Uh, they, you know, you can buy different files on there. I just searched carbide create files and got one that said blessed. And uh, I don't know if you saw the video, but when it started cutting out, there wasn't any tabs in there. I didn't know that I should have added some tabs to keep it from <laughs> moving before it cut the inside of the blessed out. Uh, but you know you live and learn it was just quarter inch plywood and i was playing so it didn't really cost a lot you know it was just one of those it didn't really matter you know it's just trying to play with it are you still selling stuff uh well our plans are to start putting things on our website and etsy store i, I got a little uh a little tray i made it just says yep. don't spread on me yeah. and so I, I made this and so this was actually i didn't design this but i took a file that I believe it's on uh, 
cut rocket. Is mm-hmm. that the name of the, the thing? Yep, cut rocket. Yep. So it was a three divider tray, which I've made several of those and actually have, I probably could have been selling them, but I've been giving them away. People come by and visit and I just give them away. But they, it had three pockets. And so this one was the same file. I just made the one pocket bigger. So it was the first time I actually started tweaking things. And then I took that uh, don't tread on me file from somewhere else and imported it and put it on there. And, you know, I, I went in and made sure the depths were where it wouldn't like cut all the way through. And, it, you know, it's just a learning process. That's probably been, I'm not a programmer. And so it, that's probably been the most challenging thing, but, you know, I, I like challenges. So I'm, I feel like I'm starting to pick up on it a lot more. It doesn't seem like it's taking too long for you to get some confidence with the machine though. It hasn't. Now I have made some errors. You know, I had one yeah. where, you know, I, I broke a blade a bit, a quarter inch end mill. It was my fault. I, it was, I told it to do what it did and it, it drove too deep and moved too fast and, and broke the bit. But, but you I was broke a quarter through. inch end mill. Yeah. It was, that, that's impressive. Yeah. <laughs> you were, you were getting after it. Yeah. And then I, I was going to, so a couple of videos back, I did a, a five game outdoor game video. And I was yeah. actually going to use the CNC to cut my, my, uh, what you call, four in a row game disc. And mm-hmm. I set up and, you know, I had 36 discs to go to cut out of a 31 by 31 plywood. And uh, I told it to go. And somehow along the way, I messed that all up. Cause when it went in, it went all the way down to the aluminum and, and started moving. I was like, Oh no. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> but that's i haven't I, I know you're not supposed to leave them so i've had to where it's working in this background and then i've been working on something else and i can yeah. keep an eye on it you know especially after i've made a couple of the same thing i know okay it, it should do what it's supposed to do but i can keep an eye on it from here but i don't leave it i, I don't leave it out the road now there yeah and we're getting a little slow down on the internet here. I, folks also struggle sometimes with where to get ideas, how to come up with what to make, how to know what to make. Uh, how do you how do you do that? Is it a, is it a balance of what you want to make or what you think the market wants? And that may be the market either for a video or for sales. Right. Right now, I'm just looking at stuff that I want to make and try to learn. That's my goal. Is the first several weeks of this is to actually learn how to use it and get proficient with it good enough that I can make some stuff. I feel like I'm pretty good with these trays. I mean, they're pretty easy. I just, you know, that the files are free on cut rocket and I, that the, and people like these little catch all trays and uh, you just make them out of hardwood or whatever. This is a, a Chocta Viga uh, wood. Ooh, from fancy. And so uh, <laughs> from a buddy of mine that has a hardwood store and I made some out of maple. I made some out of Mora, which is like a yellow heart substitute. And so, mm-hmm. Uh, those are really easy because they're free. You can just get those files. And then, uh, of course, people send me files. So I'll say, hey, you know, I, I put it out on our live stream and I had several people send me some different files. And those I like to just kind of get those and you put them in the software and then you just start kind of playing with it and figuring out exactly what everything does. And that's it's 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 not been as hard as I thought, but there have been some challenges that I wasn't expecting to. <laughs> mm-hmm. And how do you conquer that stuff? How do you approach that when you run into something that you weren't expecting? So usually I get pretty frustrated. I'm like, ah, and so <laughs> I'll step away for a little while and then I'll come back and like, no, nah, I'm figuring this out and just kind of sit down and be like, why did it, why did it dive too deep? And then you just look in the software and you're like, oh, that's why, because I told it to. And it, so the thing about the machine is it's not going to do something unless you tell it to do it. And mm-hmm. you just got to figure out where, you know, how to talk, basically speak its language. It's mm-hmm. kind of what I've been saying. I, you know, I like 
me and the CNC haven't spoke the same language a few times, but it's just, it's just learning that language. It's like programming yeah. a computer or programming a website or whatever. You just have to learn that language. And that's, that's really the biggest hurdle. I knew it would be when I, when I asked for the CNC, I knew that it would be, that would be the hurdle is because that's basically all it is, is software. There's a software controlled router. And then once you can right. offer that, then you're, it'll do whatever you want it to. Right. But you haven't found it to be too complex. And I think that's one of the things people think it's fairly complicated because they see a CNC panel from a large machine or they think back to if they touched SolidWorks 15 years ago. I found right. it to be much more accessible than that coming to it myself five years ago with no training at all. Right. Yeah, it's been pretty accessible. Like the Carbide Create software is fairly simple. Like there's not a lot of bells and whistles there that that kind of confuse me. I, I understand what everything does. And there's a lot of videos out there, especially from uh, Myers Woodshop, I believe, workshop, something like that on YouTube. He's got a lot of Carbide uh, or Shapeco videos. And mm -hmm. so I've watched those. And if, if I find something like you can just do a search, uh, Sam Craft, I think, has one too. And so you just do a real search. And like if I run into an issue, usually Sam Craft or Myers is where I go and try mm -hmm. to find the answer. And they usually have it. And so it's not, it's just like building a table or something if you've never done that before. You just seek out that somebody who has and watch what they do and just try to mimic that. And, uh, but no, it's not, I don't think it's, I don't think it's uh, unattainable if you're willing to actually sit down and learn it. What do you discover about yourself in the process of going from a firefighter state trooper and, and that regimented life into the creator space? What, what have you learned about you so far? I need a routine. I'm a routine oriented okay. person. And so the first few weeks I was like, cause I was, when I was as a state trooper, I get up at 4 AM almost every morning, get my workout in shower, breakfast, go to work. And so it was just like, I'm very routine oriented anyway. And so when I went full time here, I'm like laying in bed till seven o'clock, you know, getting up and just kind of, it felt like, I felt like I was sleeping the day away and I was behind when I got up. And so if I just make it a point, every morning to get up at 5 a.m., get my workout in, get my run in, whatever, and then go to work, get my breakfast and go to work. Everything just flows much better. Like you just, mm -hmm. you just have to have a routine because if you don't, your day will get away from you quick. Right, right. So you got a good uh, a good story? What's your best trooper story? <laughs> What's your go-to? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I've been in a lot of pursuits, things like that. They Those get pretty good, but I don't know, but just, just being help, being able to help people, you get people in all sorts of situations, whether that be drugs and alcohol or just broke down on the side of the road, you know, it just, I just liked the service aspect of it more than anything. Yeah. I think that, that, and this, what you're doing now on the internet are, are very similar in that regard and wanting right. to help people. Where's that come from? I don't know. God. You know, we, I'm very, uh, we're Christian based channel and we're, we really, uh, believe that this is our mission and our mission is to help people and to try to help them learn, help them make money, help them come closer to God. I mean, that's just the mission of the channel. And so it's just, we're just mission oriented in that way. They say we, it's you and, and Amy, but what about the kids? They didn't do it at all. No, they don't. Well, Mackenzie, my daughter, she does a lot on, she moderates for us a lot in her YouTube, especially live streams. You get the trolls and you got, you know, in the community, she helps moderate that stuff. But the boys, I got two older boys or 
she's the middle, so I got an older and younger. They kind of got their own things. They've never been interested in woodworking, anything like that. So mm-hmm. I don't try to pressure them into that kind of stuff. I let them, they choose their own path. If they want to come in the shop and learn, I'll surely teach them. Now you've done some some five things that sell. You've been, been a lot into trying to kind of get that hook with different items. What have you found is successful? I know that five items that sell went huge for you. What else has worked? For video content, five is a magic number on YouTube. You know, five games, top five, whatever. It doesn't really matter if you can hit that five, whatever. Just some for whatever reason, five is a magic number. Five ways to joint boards. Uh, if you can get into like products that sell, that a lot of those type content does well. If you've got items that sell and you want to share that, some people like to keep that stuff close to the vest, and some people don't. But if you got that kind of stuff, does really well. People are looking for other ways to make income and to help their family, which is the situation I was in, which is why I got into woodworking. And so I feel like I kind of almost owe it back to the internet to uh, repay that because it's helped. I mean, it it is what has brought me here. And so Mm -hmm. I want to, if I learn something that sells, I want to be able to give that back, which is the whole purpose of the CNC series videos I want to do is to find products that sell and then share that information and say, Hey, this is working well. You know, or, you know, this didn't work, but this did, you know, so. Where do you want to go from here? What's next with the CNC? I just want to get better at it. I want to be able to, I would really like to get into where it helps me make other things other than like, I I consider this type trinket type stuff. So this is really easy, simple, all square cuts or V-bit cut. And I want to get to where it starts batching out. Um, So I make stove covers or used to. And that's a big seller for was a big seller for me on an Etsy store. And once I got into content creation, I had to put that to the side. But I would really like to get into having the CNC make um, templates for those. The handles are kind of unique. And so and people have asked me over and over about templates. So I want to be able to start batching out that kind of stuff. And I also want to be able to take it and use it to make furniture parts to make different type builds. I think that would be interesting. A stove cover. So something just goes over the top of your burners? Mm -hmm. So it's basically like a lot of people call them noodle boards back in the old days, but it's, I got a video, two videos on them actually. So they just, they sit on top of the stove and I I know people say you'll burn your house down. I'm not telling you to put them on the stove. I'm telling you that's that's where we put ours. And, but now that's actually, she doesn't use it on the stove anymore. She uses it as a, as a tray. It's basically a big ottoman tray. And, but Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't cook. I don't know. They just, they just don't. And so they right. don't use the stove, whether that be electric or gas, they just don't use it. And I always tell them if they ordered one, I was like, if this is going on a gas stove and it's got a pilot light, don't put it up there. Yeah. But they, uh, those were like hot sellers. Like I was making, I, that's where I got into batching things out. Like I was making over and over and over and over and I was getting burnt out. I was like, I don't like this. Yeah. And, but I was selling a bunch of them. I made about $20,000 just on the side on Etsy, just selling stove covers until yeah. I got out of it. But yeah, they just sit on the stove and put your salt and pepper on there or cutting board, whatever, you know, you can put other stuff on the basis, just a decoration way to kind of give you some extra storage. Now that's a real number, $20,000. What would you tell somebody who is kind of on the fence about buying a CNC or getting into woodworking in general when it comes to the cost of tools and that whole, oh, I don't have that tool. I can't afford that tool. What would you tell them about, about tools and acquisition and cost? So the way I've always done it is I would, of course, I started out borrowed tools. I borrowed a skill saw and uh, some drills. And 
I knew I needed the miter saw to make those accurate miter cuts. And so I would just, every time I would sell something, I would go buy the more supplies to, to build the next thing that I could build with those tools until I made enough money to actually go and buy the tool. And I've done that through a bunch of stuff. Like if I want it, I save up for it and buy it. You know, you kind of put that money to the side. If you think of it as its own thing, it's its own, your business is your own thing. And while you can actually pull some money to help your family, if you want to grow the business, you have to reinvest into it. It's no different than the YouTube channel. If you don't reinvest into it, it's not going to grow. And so a lot of these tools are investments, table saws, miter saws, CNCs, any of the big stuff, band saws, dust collection, all that stuff is an investment back into your business. And so if you want it and you want it bad enough, you'll save for it. You'll, you'll not go to through the Starbucks line and pay that $4 for the coffee. You'll save that $4 and put it towards your stuff or, you know, go out on Friday night, you'll stay home and say, you know, it's just, you just got to be purposeful with your money and put it toward what you, you know, basically have a mission and have a vision of where you want to go and start investing towards that instead of today. Yeah. If you don't go out on a Friday night, you might not spend 40 bucks and make 40 bucks or right. 80 bucks while you're in the shop. You're, you're up a hundred. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that's not bad. If people want to find you, follow you, what are you up to next? I see you have plans available too. There's a lot of different places you're active. Where should they go? So main thing is YouTube. It's just youtube.com slash 731woodworks. The number 731 and then woodworks. And then we're at 731woodworks on all the socials, YouTube or Instagram, Facebook. I got a TikTok, but I don't do too much on there. Okay. Not, not dancing in the woodshop? Yeah. And uh, we got a website, 731woodworks.com. Right on. Right on. Matt Outlaw, what did we miss? We miss anything about your, your journey, your story that's the no, ever evolving and, uh, and just started. That's right. that's right. We're just getting started, man. We, we got a lot of big plans coming up uh, for different video ideas and things. And I'm just excited to be able to have the, what I, I, the time to get to actually work on this stuff and to build more projects. All right. Keep having fun. And thanks for the time here. All right, man. Thank you. Appreciate it.